0: guys, welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. Today, we have our friend, fellow investor, and local meetup host, Dean Rogers with us today. Dean. Yeah, baby. Welcome back to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, your last podcast you were on, you were out of town, you were uh, Zoomed in, so it's yep. cool to have you here in person. This is our first time doing an in-person podcast. Good setup. Heck yeah. So let's talk. Uh You're in town today because we have a meetup. Yep. um business has been good to you guys you guys have been still a leader in the industry we kind of wanted to have you in talk a little bit about what's going on in the market you guys clearly are still you know steamrolling the competition kind of want to hear about how business is going yeah business is good it's
1: kind of us- business as usual for us um but the market has shifted right market shifted right now so we've just had to pivot and adjust and you know act accordingly yeah. So
2: your company's name is the Home Helpers Group. Yep. Can you break down a little bit how long have you been doing what you do? What did you do before? Just a little yeah. quick background for people who are listening in for the first time. Yeah. So um I started out
1: as, you know, football player. So the the short version of that is went through the whole journey of, you know, playing sports, growing up, being the sports guy like that's all i ever wanted to do that's what i filled out when i was a little kid you know wanted to be a professional athlete whether i was playing basketball that that season or football it was either nba or nfl you know so um got signed by the chargers there's there's a lot more to the story but the short short version is got signed was playing great feeling great north turner tell me i'm gonna have a long career like dude i've i've freaking made it you know like yeah <laughs> the week you know one week i'm sitting there playing video games you know training all day long preparing for the nfl playing you know uh, madden with my buddies and then the next week i'm sitting three lockers away from philip rivers and antonio gates and like we're buddies now we're talking we're peers and that was super surreal it was crazy you know yeah um so that whole experience was insane as you can kind of imagine if you've ever seen ballers on hbo or hard knocks it was like the the two of those versions coming together where it's really intense and competitive and like, everybody's just testosterone driven. And then, like, there's the baller stuff, too, yeah. where every everywhere you go is a red carpet deal. Um, women, the most beautiful women you've ever seen in your life, throwing themselves at people right in front of you. You're like, what just happened? Like, right. this is crazy. Uh, I'm a married man. I'm a married man. I'm a married man. Um, which I was. I got married a, a month out of college. Kind oh, of wow. funny to my high school sweetheart. So, there we go. Um, and three, three kids later and a fourth on the way. So, oh, um, nice. But, I was living there, right, uh, li- living the dream, so to speak, and uh, felt amazing. But they, sw- North Turner, switched positions on me, moved me from tight end to fullback, and now my full-time position, my full-time uh, gig, was to be a battering ram and try to kill people that were, you know, as big and fast as me, ten, fifteen yards away, yeah. and that's that's a head-on crash, you know, that's yeah. a head-on collision. And uh, although I was playing great and feeling great. And North Turner telling me I'm gonna have a long career, I just knew after you know Junior Sal killed himself that year, ESPN was talking about concussions. Yeah. If I keep doing this, I am certainly going to die. Like this isn't gonna work out good in the future. Although, like it even though it was everything I wanted it to be, it was just that one part that I couldn't avoid. Right. right? And and maybe I could argue, uh, do I try to go to a different team? Um, do I go on this journey? But nonetheless, like that was still going to be a part of the game that I just couldn't run away from, you know? Um, and it's not like I I had the position to go to North Turner and say, Hey, tell Antonio Gates to scoot over, you know, (laughs) pro bowler, uh, legendary hall of famer. Um, that's my spot. Like that wasn't going to work out. So, um, decided to hang up the cleats and from there, like, had to start over from scratch, like what what skills did I have for the real world, you know? So um, did the good old Google search and did how to get started in real estate, because I remember late night Dean uh, Graciosi infomercials at 2 a.m. as a teenager, like being on the edge of my seat wanting to buy his course, and so I think that was the the kind of push that told me like there's something else out there for me, and um, that was nine years ago. And so I've been in the business ever since. I was hooked in and in obsessed from uh, the very first podcast. So when I Google searched, I found Sean Terry's free Flip to Freedom yeah. podcast, right, the power of podcasts. And that was the, the, the spark that lit in me to be like, dude, this is the vehicle that's gonna get me back to that NFL dream lifestyle. Like yeah. this is the vehicle, because I can put in my effort and my energy to this low barrier to entry thing that I didn't have to have some specialized skill or had to go to school for, and this could propel me uh, forward, and so I've just been obsessed
0: ever since. That's so sick. I mean, I think it's important to touch on that you you had made your dream, and how hard was it to make the decision that you're gonna let go of your dream because you recognize what it cost?
1: I still wake up having dreams to this day of still playing and then waking up and being sad that I'm not. So that happens, right? Like, that's just the reality of it. But I knew in my heart that if I kept doing it, it it was going to definitely destroy me. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, some people, maybe maybe their head's a little harder or whatever it is and, and can take the beating a little bit longer or what, but... I, I just less brain cells
0: to lose. Less brain cells <laughs> to lose. I don't know what it was,
1: uh, but for me, I just knew like the writing was on the wall. So, yeah. uh, was it a hard decision? Yeah, it's the hardest decision I've ever made to this date. Right, and then I I still talk to myself and be like, do I have regret about that? But I realized... No, because not only would it have taken me longer to get started in my career now, because inevitably there's life after football, right, no matter you know? how long you play. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to walk away from a seven figure contract to go start working in corporate, which is where I went next, had a good buddy from college be like, hey I know you're done, like, let me get you in the door here and help you get started in your career. So going from a seven figure contract to a $65,000 salary in the Ooh. Bay Area, things got tight real quick. Yeah. You can't make you can't make it living on that um, in the Bay Area, let alone most places. Yeah. Right? Uh, depending upon what type of lifestyle you're trying to live. So, um, yeah, the light bulb just went off. Like I got to take control of my own destiny, and it starts with me. Like I, I got to
0: figure it out. Talk about a shift. So you went from being a pro football player making a seven-figure contract yeah. to making 65000 a year in the Bay Area. Anybody yeah. in Fresno yeah. knows that 65000 in the Bay Area just isn't going to cut it. Yeah. What was that even like to have to make that kind of a lifestyle change? Well, again, going from red carpet
1: everywhere you go, everything's first class. Like You're getting on the plane to go to a game and they're handing you an envelope of cash. And I remember asking the first time it happened, I'm like, what's this for? spending money just like for fun and there's you know thousands of dollars in there you're like what the fudge like (laughs) a spending money just because okay sure like this is cool Cool. um to now i'm living in a 424 square foot apartment it was a nice one it was on the water (laughs) on the bluffs (laughs) yeah but it was 424 square feet and in an apartment complex and like things were tight Like when I say things were tight, there was no joke. Uh, Times where I had, in order to buy food, at that point in time where my finances were, I had to use the Target credit card to go buy food because that was the credit card that had available balance and I needed food and Target just started having food in the store. So my wife and I were like, well we need food, let's go to Target, we got a credit card for it. Like that's that's how tight things got. So that's where my eyes just exploded Um, when it came to that annual review from the corporate job and they're like, yo, you killed it. Cause dude, I killed it. I put all my effort into it. I'm like, this job is so easy. Like I'm sitting in a chair now, like, and I hit this keyboard, (laughs) like this is crazy easy compared to what I used to do, the amount of effort and physicality. Um, and they're like, wow, you crushed it. We'll, we'll increase your salary by two grand. I'm like, Oh, like. How long is it gonna take me to even get the six figures? Right? You know, Six figures at the time was kind of a benchmark. like if if I can make six figures, like I'll be living comfortably mm-hmm. in my mind, right? right. Um, but then naturally, once you get there, you, you, and you're driven, <laughs> you realize that that's not even it. So yeah, um, yeah that was that was the, the shift that happened for me and why I knew I had to do it myself. I had to figure it out. There had to be a, a different way for me to get out there and, and make my own wor- way in this professional world where there is no, like, there is no guided path. There is no, um, oh, we'll just take care of you, like when you're going through the school system and you have parents to pay your bills. Right. Like, welcome to the real world, right? My first introduction to the real world. Like, you got bills now, um, life is expensive, and no one really cares, most people. Right. There'll be some good people you find, but no one cares whether you can pay your bills or how much
2: you're making, like it's up to you to figure it out. Yeah. So then you start in the corporate setting, you know, talking about the lows that you guys experience compared to those crazy highs of, you know, being a part of the NFL. Yeah. Right. What makes you jump or transition into, you know, being your own business owner, being your own boss, right? Because then the paycheck goes from sixty-five, sixty-seven thousand dollars <laughs> a year to $0 right. a year until you go out and close some deals. So right. how did that jump, how did that transition look like? Yeah, so, um, went out right away,
1: and from the very first Google search to doing my first deal, it took three months, okay? Um, so. That's pretty quick. It was pretty quick, you know? Some people, it takes them, you know, a year to do their first deal, and then sometimes people do it in a, in a week, you know? And right, like, yeah. Damn it, yeah. how'd you do it? <laughs> um, but. Did my first deal, and funny enough, right, I mentioned I found Sean Terry's podcast. Mm -hmm. It was actually co-wholesaling, my first deal was co-wholesaling with Sean Terry. So I was listening to his podcast so closely and intentionally that I actually was doing the marketing he was describing he was doing in his market, in the places he was saying he was marketing. So found a deal, didn't get it sold right away, so I got smart, went to his website, submitted it like I was a seller, his acquisition guy called me, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll get you connected with Sean." And now I'm talking to Sean, like my new hero, right? This new person I looked up to. Um, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll get that sold." So he got it sold, made that made that first uh, that first deal, right? And from there, just kept rolling it into more more marketing and doing deals, right? And uh, just took it from there.
0: You know what's so funny about that is that you've become. Sean, for a lot of people kind of, here in Fresno,
1: right?
0: <laughs> like, I mean, I'll just speak from my own experience. If I'm having a hard time dispoing a deal, yeah. the first thing I think of is I should just call Dean and see what he thinks. And then half the time, it's like, yeah, this is what I can do. Or half the time, it's like, hey, this is what needs to change. Yeah, But you've kind of become that. What's that feel I love like? That. You know what? It's, uh, it's insanely rewarding.
1: Um, actually, the word I'm looking for is fulfilling. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person that I want to be, is someone that's um, valuable to other people and that can help people. And the more that I've focused on helping other people, especially over the past couple years, the, the better things have gotten, right? Yeah. And that just goes back, I'll continue to preach it, the abundant mindset. Like the more that you're willing to just come to the table and willing to provide value without necessarily expecting something and Helping that person, the the abundance law of attraction, all that kind of stuff, usually gets reciprocated. Whether mm-hmm. it's in the near future or or later down the road, um, you know, people don't forget about you helping them. So oftentimes, whether someone's new or experienced, comes to me and asks for help. Um, always happy to like, I always want to do a deal and always want to make something work out. So we try to put our best foot forward, and if we can make it happen, like. It's just a win-win for everybody. Yeah. You know, and it just feels so good. Like that's how the whole, you know, friends with benefits started was mm-hmm. the idea of like, man, I love sending friends money. Like it just feels so good. Yeah. And it's it's fun. So business has got more fun as a result of it. And um, it's just super fulfilling.
0: Yeah.
2: So the home helpers group. The, all the real estate investing that you guys are doing, all the stuff you guys have been doing over the past you know, eight, nine years, oh. are you guys primarily still all in the Central Valley? Where are you guys looking for deals? Where are you guys yeah. doing deals? I know you guys have got a buyer's list bigger than frickin' everybody else's combined here all the way through. So where are you guys doing deals? So our bread and butter is right in the Central Valley. Naturally, there's some fringe deals
1: that kind of end up blending into the Bay Area or mm-hmm. Los Angeles area. Um, so we do deals there from time to time too. But the more, cause I've been, I've been asked or kind of like pushed like, hey why don't you guys go into some other markets, right? You guys are doing good here. You guys would do great in other markets. But the more that I've been focused on, let's go deeper and wider in our own area, it's always been a decision that's paid off and so as a result, we have been doing more deals each time we've kind of made that decision and either brought in another team member, right, mm-hmm. as a result of that, what's that pivot, or we've brought in another marketing channel, or we've doubled down on some marketing, whatever it is, or doubled down on relationships. It's always paid off more, and I'd rather be an authority in a certain area and well-known than kind of just spread out all over and just have some relationships. and. Like the fact that we're sitting here now is talking evidence. is evidence mm-hmm. of it, and it's just fun. Like you start to build meaningful relationships with other good people, and that attracts more good people. It just it's just the way that's I think has been the best, and it's it's fun.
0: Well, so and I think you've made some good points. Especially you started nine years ago. The market's been doing pretty well. Yeah. Right. And as you've done well, you've continually and correct me if I'm wrong when I first met you, you weren't doing meetups and you weren't doing some of these extra things like YouTube yeah. and all that. Yeah. Now, you're doing trainings, coachings, meetups, locally. Kind of, it it plays back to your, the more you've given back, the better business has been. Over the last few years, have you seen that helping give back to that community? Has that really been super rewarding or yeah. is that more for show?
1: Yeah, it's been rewarding from, again, the relationship standpoint. It's been rewarding financially. Like everything about it has been better. And um, yeah, we started the meetup two years ago because I wanted to be intentional about building more relationships. At that time, it was like, okay, a good amount of people know us or know of us, but I feel like the relationships could be even closer, even yeah. tighter. Like we were doing some deals with other people. We had done some partnerships and and some flips with other people. Um, that that were established and we knew, right? And, but at the time it was like, I wanna become um, even more established in the market, right? From like an authority standpoint, cause anytime you're the person behind the mic, right? Like you guys yeah. as the host, there's instantly, without question, more authority. Yeah. Without question, right? So just the fact that you guys have a podcast are already Creating more of, um, you know, a following, more of more credibility, right? As a result, and then as they hear you talk and have share the experiences and the knowledge you have, that further establishes the credibility and the authority and all that. So it, it was definitely a, a thoughtful move. Like, you know, what we know a lot of people. Let's let's spend time connecting with more people and connecting others together, right? Because if you're now the connector, the someone who is adding value to others, like hey Scott, meet this other person, or hey Scott, let me help you find the solution for this one thing you're looking for, even if a small thing with like service companies, like hey you should work with this escrow officer, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like those are sometimes the missing pieces that just uh, are, are the the things that someone needed to get to that next level. So by becoming the person to facilitate that, it it, it seemed like the right thing to do at right. that point in time, and. Just by doing it, and then also just this last year, in December before for the new year we're in, I reached out to Stratton Brown and Jason Pritchard. I was like, "Hey, we should jump on the phone and talk about our meetups that we all separately have. Let's be more intentional about when we're doing them, and let's do some together." And it it just it was it made so much sense for us to collaborate together and build a closer relationship together, bring our audiences together, and. Instead of you know Jason having a meetup this week and then me just by chance because we didn't know and communicate I had one the following week and then people are like well I just went to one I don't want to go to another one it, it, there was a lot of synergy to work together yeah. so that's been super
0: rewarding um, and and your guys' audience got so big yeah. one person really can't facilitate answering I think a lot of the questions I yeah. mean now I think when things when things started with Jason. I was like a couple of years in and it was at Iron Key and there was like 30 people. Right. You know? And like yeah. now, you know, I go to one of these meetups and I feel like I know a lot of investors in our area, but it's like two, 300 people. Yeah. One person couldn't handle answering all those yeah. questions, which is helpful to kind of have like what you said, you know, kind of a group of you. Yeah.
1: So that, that's really where uh, I think the most valuable thing is like at least where I'm at in my career now is understanding the importance of relationships and just finding more good people and growing those relationships. Because dude, I mean, relationships at the end of the day, you could be doing good in business, but a relationship can really help you make an exponential shift in your business because of new opportunities they open up for you or new ideas, right? As I've continued to invest time and money with relationships and going to different events, like just new doors keep opening.
2: Yeah. I want to dig deeper in that a little bit too, because we've said this phrase on the podcast. We've had other people say it on the podcast. People have probably heard it all over all I over know places. What you're say. <laughs> right. That your net worth is your network or yeah. your network is your net worth, right? Yeah. One of the two. Uh, for somebody, because our podcast really is aimed at people who are either one trying to scratch the surface of their first deal or they're newer investors with a couple deals under their belt, yeah, looking to just go out and do more. One of the things, which is what you were talking about is you know, going out and intentionally networking, but what else would you tell that investor who's listening or watching that they really should be doing to go out and find the success that they're looking for? So I, I absolutely
1: love this question because I put a lot of thought to it and I think I know like the perfect answer. So and this this goes both ways, whether you're the new or experienced investor. so, if you're the brand spanking new investor, you have, just call it what it is, you have little value to offer. And I mean that politely. Right. In the the sense that you don't necessarily have the skills yet, you don't necessarily have the resources. Especially in this
0: industry. In this Mm -hmm. industry,
1: right? You need need to develop skills, how to communicate, how to negotiate, how to analyze deals, all that kind of stuff, and then at some point you need resources to be able to do marketing or bring something to the table to put a deal together, right? so what value do you have? Well, a lot of times you probably have more time than you do money, right? So that means you can put more effort towards finding a deal. So my, my best advice for the new investor is to add val- go find the experienced investor in your market that you know, like, and trust, that maybe you've been following, you know, there's some. Maybe you've met that person, or at least there's just a lot of credibility from the standpoint. You see them working with other people that you know, like and trust. Okay, so find that person, search search them out, and then don't go to them with the give me value. Go to them with value. Well, again, how do you don't really have much value at that point. So how do you how do you find it? The obvious answer is a deal, right? Or even just a qualified lead, right? And for us, like our friends with benefits program was designed to facilitate and help that new and experienced investor from the standpoint of like, even if you don't have a deal yet, you haven't been able to figure that out, we're willing to take that qualified lead and work with you to help negotiate the deal with the seller, call them, negotiate, go on the appointment, get pictures, help help work through that entire sales process to ultimately negotiate most likely the best deal that you probably weren't gonna be able to negotiate because you didn't have the skills or or the knowledge how to do so. And then we're gonna even take it to the other side of work to find a buyer to wholesale that deal or maybe we'll even flip it, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna handle the whole escrow process, make sure the deal doesn't fall apart there, get the deal done, turn it into money, make money together. And be willing, even if we provided 99% of the value, because all it was was maybe a qualified lead, we'll split it 50-50. Even even on the deals where you have it under contract, we'll split it 50-50 because all things are going to kind of equal
0: out. Let's just make it simple. Let's treat each other like partners. Let, I'll, let me speak to this because you and I have done a couple deals now. And up until this year, i had been trying to find stuff. just didn't work out. So yep. honestly, thank you for not blocking my number because <laughs> I called you for quite a few deals. Yeah, And now I rep your shirt quite often because yeah. uh, it fits very well. The Friends with Benefits program is interesting and it's beneficial because I think a lot of people who... Don't know what they're doing. And I'm going to even say people like myself who have been doing this for four years, but I was just telling you, I fumbled the bag this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's helpful having somebody like you who goes through this many deals and you actually, you've proven to me that you really do want to help people learn how to do this the right way. And you still pay. Like yeah. some people would say, yeah, you're, you're going to pay for your experience. You're not going to get any money. You're just going to see yeah. how to do it. Or I'll give you a finer's
1: fee for a thousand bucks or whatever, right?
0: Right. And you're going through, you're closing the deal, giving that 50%. And the whole time I'm on the email thread seeing what's going on. Right. And for example, we just did a deal that had a pretty healthy profit, but in the middle of the escrow, there had to be some adjustments. Mm-hmm. And instead of you being like, hey, you know what? You're getting half the money. You brought the deal. Figure it out. You were like hey this is how I do it yeah you gave me the script you gave me the coaching and then yeah I had to go do it eventually and and make that call and it worked exactly how you said it would and then the deal got done and your half got done very smoothly and seller got out of a foreclosure yeah buyer got into the home you and I got paid it was a great deal so I think that friends with benefits program I, I couldn't talk it up more and I still to this day I'm sending people That hit me up. I'm like, hey, you know what, my boy Dean, I can't handle it, but this guy, Dean right here, he's gonna be good for it. It's all about value, and like, I I think the more that you're just willing to give value,
1: and there's gonna be some people who you can just kind of feel out are takers. They just they want to take information. They're they're not looking to reciprocate it, and so uh, I might shy away from those people. But a brand spanking new person that reaches out, like, I want to give value to them because not only does it feel good, but your, your your attitude towards things is part of your brand like mm-hmm. I want to be I want to represent who I believe myself to be which is a good person who's helpful like who does good business is always does the right thing that that's one of the biggest thing to like preach is we're not trying to do anything in the gray area in terms of how we treat relationships because there's some people like we, we don't even do contracts with people. People talk about JV contracts, like, hey, you promise we're gonna split it. I go the opposite. I want no contract, and I want you to give me all the rights to the deal, and the money's gonna go to me when escrow closes because I wanna handle the whole process. I know I'm gonna do it the right way. Like, I'm not willing to screw someone over, even if it's $100,000, and not to say this uh, nonchalantly, but like a, a, a new $100,000 that I might have taken from someone's cut and kept for myself and not given to him will not change my life at all. It won't do anything. Right. Won't won't allow me to go do that new thing that I couldn't before. It's not going to make me feel better, nothing. So but by burning that one person and that then spreading as they did shady business, that's that's worth so much more money it, it lost. You're also right? a
0: moral dude. Like I bet you wouldn't be able to go to sleep at night if you knew no. that you stole. Yeah. Money and, that you promised, and I've been
1: screwed over by people too.
0: Yeah, we have too. We've I've, I've lost
1: multiple six figures of real money wow. out of my bank from people doing things wrong. So that further reinforces the fact that I will never screw someone over ever, ever, and I'm always going to do things the right way. So, um, so going back to your question, like I love that question because the new person or experience has value from some perspective to, to provide. So that new person that comes with a deal, even if it's just a qualified lead, a person who is experienced will see that as an opportunity. And if they they see that this person's hustling, they genuinely have the effort and the mindset to support the fact that they, they want to get better. I, I want to see that person win. Right. I want to see that and I want to be the person that helps them win too. So if you come from that mindset, um, the new person adding value, the experienced person is receiving value, but also giving a tremendous amount of value, knowing that they're helping somebody, Um, then the way that turns out is that newer person accelerates their learning path, their their, their journey to learn, but they're probably also maximizing the profit that they would have made on that potential deal they might have screwed up. Right. Even if they put the deal together, they probably would have made significantly less than working with that experienced person. Yeah. So it's a safety net to make sure the deal is going to be done, um, in the put it in the best position to be successful, mm-hmm. and probably maximizing the profit. Even though you're splitting it, you're probably going to make more than you would have on your own. Right. So uh, there's all that into perspective. And then the flip side is, if you're the experienced person, to search out others that are newer, and you can see are people who are genuinely trying and are good people putting in the effort and providing value to them not expecting anything but just genuinely like planting seeds like i want to help people and i want to be known as the person that's willing to help people and then
2: the 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 law of attraction just ends up bringing that back so and i want to rewind because this is really good i want to rewind to what you said, when you have doubled down in our own market here, uh, like gone deeper instead of just going all over the place, right, and all of these things you're talking about, you know, wanting to be uh, a pillar in the investor community and the real estate community here in town, as outsiders, boom, check mark, Dean checks the box, right? He's doing that, he is, um, you know, here to help. I mean, that's why, like the Home Helpers group, attests yeah. to you and all of the people on your team, like to a T, because that is exactly what you guys are doing. And coming from a spot um, where really you guys are just really, really good people in the business. So, I want to ask, what you know, a, a lot of the things that you have shared that you want to be doing. As an outsider, I'm looking at you and and hearing these things and saying, dude, you are doing all these things and you're doing it extremely well. What more are you wanting to do in the sense of what are your goals? What are Home Helpers, Home Helpers Group's goals that you guys still have in mind that you think you may not have accomplished yet? Yeah.
1: Well, I feel um, very bullish on the idea that like we're doing good, but we're only performing like here when we could be here. Um, and And maybe that 's just because i 'm mean, ambitious or whatever driven, whatever word you want to use, but knowing how well we 're doing and then looking at the the market potential, like I feel like there's so much untapped potential, and it goes back to like doubling down on the area. I just know that there's more relationships there's an abundance of deals, even though you can maybe say well our metro you know our metro market around Fresno isn't that big it 's only so big. It's like, yeah, but there's enough deals for everybody, and I'm I'm a believer that through relationships and continuing to be dominant in marketing, paid marketing that we're doing, the combination of the two, there's still room for like exponential growth. So um, I think it's all comes down to like the culture that we have in our company and the the systems and processes that we continue to get better at and tweak reinforces that with continued effort, not even necessarily more effort, but just continued effort that those relationships are gonna continue to grow and expand and, and the business will grow. So um, going back to the point about starting YouTube and doing content and podcasts and the coaching program, like that was all intentional about the more that I can build like the brand and the presence um, is gonna lead to more relationships. And that's exactly what it's done by doing more podcasts and and then people going to your social media stuff and seeing your content and starting to kind of feel like they know what you're about and this the stuff that you're doing um, just reinforces like your, your personal brand is, no matter if you're just getting started or you're a super seasoned investor, your personal brand is insanely powerful. Mm-hmm. And even if you're just brand new and you're, Joe Schmo that doesn't know anybody, but I came from this background and I'm ready to work really hard. Like that is already a brand established. And so the more you can own your story and your brand and broadcast that to people, the more people are going to understand who you are. And if they like you, you're a likable person, then people are going to be attracted to that. And so that's, that's really the intent behind all of that. And with the coaching program, it's to bring the people that have been attracted to there and Create the uh, help them where they're at, take their business and scale it so that they can find the success so that not only am I building a community of other successful people that are now much closer intimately uh, from a relationship standpoint, but they're attracting other people who want the same. And now we're just building a community of people and an army of people who are hungry, ambitious. What, so it's like you're just creating your own, facilitating your own
0: community around you of more like-minded, successful yeah. people. Yesterday, I went to a talk that kind of talked about what you're talking about, and uh, it was by a lender from Chicago who did a billion dollars in volume last year, Mm. and she had a good line. You're either networking or not working, (laughs) and she was like, you're probably wondering how I did a billion dollars in loans when I was at talks like this all last year. Mm -hmm. Well, I helped enough people last year that the people on my team were able to help those people do the loan, and I helped bring them in. Yeah. Right. And I think what you just said about building your brand, regardless of where you're at, Cade and I obviously started that. I mean, who would listen to two, you know, 19 and 20 year old about real estate when, right. you know, on their podcast. But here we are a couple years later, we still have guys like you coming on, giving great feedback, great uh, knowledge. And we've seen tons of people come through and start making money off of kind of just what we're doing here. And they themselves have brought in people underneath them to learn how to make money. And I think you know, we have yet to have an uh, a moment where we felt like there's not enough deals, what are we doing here, Yeah,
1: you know? Well, you guys
0: are great, like the
1: perfect example. You might not have had the experience, right? But you guys came in and established your brand. This is who we are, this is where we're at, this is where we're going after, and that in itself like, attracts other people. Because who doesn't want to be around two young, ambitious guys who have the right mindset, that don't necessarily have where they want to be at yet but they're going after it.
0: I want to see how they how they do. Yeah. Right? And I bet there's people who watch it and they're like, "Ah, they're not going to make it." But <laughs> we got a lot of people who cheer us on and it's been a good opportunity to really get to like uh, meet more people. I know um you are doing a whole bunch of stuff right now and you're at a point in your business where things are doing where where you're doing a lot of different things, right? So you you mentioned YouTube training, coaching, you also run your whole team. Yeah. If you are maybe a newer person in this market shift, and you had to focus on one thing right now in order to make it through, maybe right now you're not Marketing. doing so great. Marketing. That's it. Talk about that. It's where it all starts. I mean, when I first started the
1: Sean Terry podcast, just listening, listening, not even seeing, right? Like YouTube, you can see all this stuff now and see people click. And how do you do this? I was just listening intently. How do I go through a you know, uh, list source and build a list and like? When he said something I clicked it also and then I paused the audio until it loaded and then went to the next thing, right? Um, So I think understanding how to market and marketing doesn't always mean spending money because you might be in the place if you're just starting, you might not have the money yet. So marketing can come in all sorts of different ways um, and directly for real estate that might be driving for dollars or networking with people, putting out the word marketing that hey, I'm looking for deals, using social media, which is free, which has been insanely powerful for us as that's grown, um, as you get eyeballs seeing what you're doing, telling them what you're doing, how you're closing deals, providing social proof, and then like, hey, we can help you with deals, right? That's helped build the Friends with Benefits program. So for someone new, it is all about marketing. Businesses survive or die based on marketing and sales. So marketing first is the skill you need to learn and then the next skill you need to develop is sales skills so you can you can maximize those opportunities as they come across but first and foremost is marketing
2: yeah so for all of uh our listeners or watchers who are tuning in um talking about personal brand talking about social media where can they find dean rogers where can they find the home helpers group uh all over the place yeah so if you go to deanrogers.com
1: there's a connect tab at the top, has all my social media stuff, so DeanRogers.com. If you wanted to go straight to Instagram, you go to Estate, or YouTube is YouTube.com forward slash DeanRogers. But go to DeanRogers.com, check out all the social media
0: stuff there. I want to get so cool that I have my domain name. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool, (laughs) that's That's pretty cool. (laughs) Dean, thanks for coming back on for a second episode. Uh, At this point, if people are not marketing, if they're not reaching out to you when they have a deal, I don't know if we can, you know, do anything else. But we put you out here a couple times now. We're Appreciate about to it. see you at the meetup tonight. Thank you very much, and we'll have to, we will have to have you back on soon. Let's do it. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, guys.